Now, back to BetMGM Tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We got NBA on, well, a couple of screens. The folks have decided not to work on the other two, but we're, we're trying the best that we can here to get all these on. We got NFL. Tomorrow's already third. Does this week feel faster? Well, I know you've been gone the last two days. But I, so not really, because I was, it was, just, it was just, like, sometimes you want to be, I mean, I shouldn't say that. But remember back in the day, you'd be sick as a kid, and it'd just be like a little cold, and you'd go over to grandma's house, and maybe you'd watch some MASH. And, That's what I have right now. Yeah, the Cubs NLCS trip and stuff like that, and maybe the Bulls 93-94 DVD, and <laughs> You know, Grandma would make you some soup, and you'd feel much better. It'd Only be a good day. Oh no, not the last forty-eight hours, guys. Yeah. Well, you were, yeah. Yours was uh, whoever gave that. How, to many, me, how I, much I, weight did I you lose? I need them to be punished. Probably like eight pounds. Yeah, I haven't yeah. ate anything. Um, I, I can't imagine I, you were eating. Very I tried much. to eat some beef jerky. It wasn't. It was not good. Well, that's like the worst beef jerky ever. Gonna have some got. grilled chicken. And I don't some know soup if when I get home that's, though. That's the way to do it. My wife's making some homemade soup. Chicken noodle. What kind of I'm soup? Excited. Some chicken noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Good for the soul. Got to do want that chicken, chicken noodle. noodle soup. <laughs> you can come by if you want. You're already sick anyway, so we can just share all of our germs, all of us. It's one big happy family. All right, we bring on Dan Karpik in his usual spot, managing editor, BetQL. And we know the prop guy that not only loves the NFL, but can also jump into the NBA with us. I want to start with Thursday Night Football with you, though, buddy, because, well, that's that's going on. And then, of course, we can maybe get into some of your later plays for tonight. Uh, let's look at tomorrow. We've got the Bills who are reeling right now. we got the Bucks who lose a last second on a last-second field goal to the Falcons and you just kind of look at both these teams right now and I feel like it's nothing but a roller coaster so I'm assuming there's got to at least be one or two spots on the prop market that you like so far with them yeah yeah definitely uh first of all speaking of roller coasters watching Chris Stapps Porzingis <laughs> jump around the rim as a Celtics fan he has to stop getting off of his feet but I'll get into that in a second probably <laughs> um but but I I do like the Buccaneers here um pl- I've got them a plus eight and a half they're a plus nine uh, right now, um, there's just something up with this Bills team right now. It just feels like something's off with them. Um, obviously, uh, Buffalo is still four and three, uh, three and four against the spread. They're still in the mix. Obviously, it's not like going to be a lost season for them, most likely. But losing outright to the Jaguars was one thing, but then losing outright to the Patriots uh, was was a whole different thing last week. Um, meanwhile, I know the Baker Mayfield is a little bit dinged up, um, but I think he's going to probably end up playing. The Buccaneers haven't exactly impressed week over week, um, but they not only covered in their two road games, but they actually won both of them outright as underdogs against the Vikings and Saints. So I wouldn't be shocked if Tampa Bay came in and won outright again here, considering just how troubling Buffalo has looked in the last three weeks. I saw this crazy stat that said, you know, Josh Allen has not gone two straight games without a turnover. Um, so he hasn't gone two straight games, uh, you know, really taking care of the football so far in his NFL career. Um, so I, I think the Buccaneers plus eight and a half seems like a pretty solid bet to me. Yeah, way too many injuries for mm-hmm. Buffalo on the defensive side of the ball. One good thing, though, offensively, they started using Dalton Kincaid a little bit last week. So hopefully we could go over on his receptions. I'm kind of done with Dawson Knox. Uh, Dan, we'll get back to the NFL, but we got another batch of games starting up in about 15 minutes in the NBA with Cavs, Nets, Pistons, Heat. Any sides, totals, or player props, especially player props, that you could uh, hook oh. me up with? I had an 0-2 uh, night last night. so I, I, have some, I have some player props Good. for you, of course. And The first one, Jakob Pertl. We're not going rebounds. We're not going points. We're going assists for Jakob Pertl here. You get this at plus money. Now, I have a reason for this. 
Earlier this preseason, I caught a news cl- or a clip of uh, new Raptors head coach Darko uh, Rajakovic. He said the following. I had to quote this myself here after practice. I saw this on, on X. Jakob is a great pick-and-roll player, but we're going to use Jakob more playing at the elbows, at the top of the key with the ball in his hands. We want to cut around him. He's a really good passer, a very unselfish player, so we're going to be trying to play through him. Hmm. So they, playing through Jakob Pertl, over two and a half assists, that makes you know that, that maybe jump out of my seat a little bit. In preseason action, he had two dimes in 19 minutes in the first game and did exactly the same in his second game, so obviously limited minutes there. Pascal Siakam, O.J. Anunobi, Scotty Barnes, Dennis Schroeder, all are shoot, willing shooters and finishers around him. Um, I love this upside against a Timberwolves front court that's going to require him to stay on the floor for a long period of time as well. So I expect him to be out there for 30 to 33-ish minutes probably. And in 18 career games against Rudy Gobert, he's averaged 2.4 assists in just 22.3 minutes. Jeez. And he's gone over 2.5 assists in three out of his last four meetings and seven of his last ten against Gobert. So that's not even accounting for his new role in a new system either. So I love that play at plus money uh, to get us started here. Let me ask you about the Denver Nuggets. We saw them last night. There were a lot of people throwing some dirt on their name because they lost some of their key role players, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and they've got to rely on Reggie Jackson and Christian Brown, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, It doesn't look like it it matters who their role players are, Dan. Uh, Is this a scenario where you think – there's some nuggets that we can attack on a night-to-night basis in terms of props? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it obviously starts and ends with Jokic. I really didn't have a great read on that game until I saw Magic Johnson tweet after the game that they're good. Um, so, obviously, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I really didn't have a good read on that until I, I got that tweet. But um, <laughs> I, I, I do think that, just like last year, this is going to be another situation where Maybe we don't attack Nikola Jokic as a scorer, but he's going to get those rebounds. He's going to rack up those assists every single night. So one of my favorite bets last year was rebounds plus assists for Jokic, and that's going to just continue this year uh, just because he seemingly just can do whatever he wants against anybody out there. He he made Anthony Davis look absolutely foolish. He controlled the glass. He He could have had... 15, he could have had probably 20 assists if he wanted to in that game. Um, and the, the people off the bench, I mean, Reggie Jackson is not going to uh, deliver on a, on a nightly basis. I think some of those guys are going to have to step up and show some things um, with, with uh, obviously, Jeff Green gone. Uh, but Jamal Murray and uh, I, I don't like, I don't trust Michael Porter Jr. Um, just because I got burned by him so many times in like three-point props. But I think Jokic those assists and those rebounds are going to be something that I'm just going to probably play every single game that he plays. All right, we'll get to the NFL the rest of the weekend with you in a second, but I do want to at least look at your Boston Celtics, who are up 14-8 on my Knicks right now. Ryan is back in on the Celtics again, winning the title. They've let him down the last few years. No, no, no I years. changed my mind. I went, with the, I went with the Suns. Oh, my God, it's back and forth. It's up and down. I saw <laughs> enough from the Nuggets, it's, actually. I know the safe pick, Dan, but i got to be different on this show, like two chains once. He, he loves to torture himself with the same teams every year, but I really like the Celtics this year, too. Co-favorites to win the East, co-favorites to win the title with the Bucs. Uh, your thoughts on, one, their offseason, to what you've seen through the first 
half of the first quarter right now? And is this a team that does look different enough that maybe they can break through that ceiling they haven't been able to get through yet and win a title? Uh, I, I definitely love the offseason moves, and I definitely agree. Right now, I know a lot of people are giving the Milwaukee Bucks that kind of edge right now. Obviously, trading for Lillard, you got that splashy name. But when you look at this Celtics team, like uh, obviously, Chris S. Porzingis is a bit of a unicorn out there. I mean, he's giving me a heart attack watching him, uh, you know, come up missing layups and, and having and jumping for no reason because he's seven three. Um, so I, obviously, injuries are a concern. But if he's if he is healthy, um, that's just another defensive look. That's another offensive look that they just have never had. Obviously, you bring a guy like Al Horford off the bench. I'm assuming they're going to probably be staggering Drew Holiday and Derek White at the helm of their offense. I don't think they're going to lose that much from Marcus Smart. I think he was a tiny bit overrated in terms of a defender, and I definitely think he was a little too aggressive offensively uh, late in games for them in the past. Um, so I, I didn't mind seeing him leave. And I think guys like Lamar Stevens, um, just some of these like sneakier, quiet moves that Brad Stevens made are going to allow them to to really sub in guys and let Joe Missoula make some matchup decisions that maybe they couldn't have made last year. Um, and I, I just think that Missoula's uh, obviously this is Missoula's second season. We 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 talked last year about his inability to kind of make decisions down the stretch, and they revamped his coaching staff. I think this is going to be uh, a definitely a more successful year. And if I had to put my money on one team right now, it would definitely be the Celtics. When you look at the East, I'm sorry, when you look at the West, you know, I mean, there's so many competitive teams, obviously. You have the Nuggets, Suns, Mavs. You have the Grizzlies, who I know a lot of people are down on, and the Pelicans, they obviously have to stay healthy. But who's the team that you think doesn't live up to expectations? Maybe you'd go under the win total, or you want nothing to do with it. Maybe people are hyping up a little bit in the Western Conference, because there's just so many competitive teams, obviously. Yeah, I mean, after last night, I mean, it's it's very... The the Warriors are one of these teams where they were kind of like the Patriots in the dynasty, where, like, at some point the dynasty has to end, and it just seems like obviously we know that the Patriots dynasty is over and it ended with Tom Brady, but it just seems like after last night and, you know, after that elderly fan fell and they, everyone was joking about how, uh, you know, I think it was Charles Barkley who said uh, she was the same age as the starting lineup. It, it, it kind of yeah. <laughs> pokes fun at that. Um, but it, guys like Andrew Wig, it just seems like the time has kind of passed for this group. Bringing in Chris Paul, it just doesn't seem like he's going to really gel. I mean, it, there was there were concerns when he first got there, obviously, um, but it just doesn't seem like he's going to gel with the rest of them. I just I think that the time's probably over uh, for the Warriors this season, and I, I know the risk in saying that because you know they've proven people wrong time and time and time again. Um, but I just think that they're the team that are a little bit overhyped. Let's talk about the Sunday games in the NFL. I'm curious your thoughts on the Browns and the Seahawks. We've got now rolling out P.J. Walker. Looks like Deshaun Watson's not going to play for a minute. And defensively, the Browns have been... P.J. was actually pretty good, actually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We said this to Nick last night. I was like, wouldn't mind seeing him for the rest Mm -hmm. of the season, actually. Feels like the Browns are a contender just based on their defense alone. They go to Seattle, though, as three-and-a-half-point dogs. Is there anything that you like there, not just from a side or a total, but props that you're going to be attacking? Oh, 100%. Kareem Hunt... Um, over 47 and a half rushing yards. So Jerome Ford is doubtful, like you mentioned. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be out again. 
He's going to see all the work he can handle. I know he's a little bit dinged up, but obviously at this point in the NFL season, most guys are a little bit dinged up right now. Um, but I expect him to play. And, uh, you know, as we we're going to see this Browns team, just because of how dominant their defense is, I think they're going to want to play time of possession. They're going to want to run the football. They're going to want to win these ugly, ugly games. Um, and so over 47.5 rushing yards for Kareem Hunt is the, the clear play that – uh, kind of stuck out to me. So we may be getting some Sam Darnold on Sunday for the 49ers. Should be oh. jumping in on those Darnold props, Dan? I mean, I, I own some Sam Darnold rookie cards, <laughs> and I'm going to have to dust those bad boys off and uh, sell them if he has a, a solid game. Um, but I, I think we're going to pretty much get an, a quick answer of uh, the question of can any quarterback play in this system? Uh, that's really the question that has revolved around Brock Purdy here is, oh, you know, is he actually a really good quarterback or is he just a product of playing within the system? So if uh, Mr. Sam Darnold can go in there and uh, have an awesome game, I think we're going we're gonna to get at least a, a short-term answer to that question, which should be pretty fascinating. Um, in terms of those injuries, though, and uh, with the trade deadline coming up, um, I think it actually creates a really interesting uh, player prop betting situation this week. Um, one that jumped out to me is uh, T.J. Spears um, with Derrick Henry potentially getting traded. His rushing line is 26.5 right now. And you have Will Levis and Malik Willis potentially both playing at quarterback in that game. So <laughs> Mr. Spears might be pretty active. Um, I don't know if Derrick Henry gets traded, obviously, but uh, you know all these situations are, are pretty fascinating. Dan, we only got about uh, 90 seconds here before the break. With uh, the Vikings, do you just continue to play the Jordan Addison props? I mean, he's got 29 receptions, over 400 yards, and now six touchdowns. He's going against Green Bay, and it's a road game. Vikings looking pretty good, though. They're 3-4 and four right now. Do you just continue to play his props? Or is there maybe another look you like for the Vikings against Green Bay coming up? Oh, yeah. Addison, over 57.5 receiving yards. Oh, yeah. That's an auto play for me right now. We know Kirk Cousins is going to throw the rock all over the field. Obviously, Alexander Madison looked pretty good last week, surprisingly, but their running game hasn't been great. So, um, you know, with, with Justin Jefferson out, I'm just going to continue to play Addison. I think that's way too low for him. What about these Ravens running backs? Uh, I actually faded Gus Edwards' longest rush, and that was just a terrible decision. Even against the Lions' rush defense that's second in the league, they got after it. Gus looks okay. They go up against the Cardinals this weekend in Phoenix. What about that game? Is there anything you like in that one in terms of just props? Yeah, so with those Ravens running backs, I'd much rather just bet – Lamar Jackson to to score a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I get so frustrated when, you know, usually it's like the third string guy falls in the end zone for me and ruins it. So th that's a team uh, in particular where I just, I never trust any of those running backs, to be honest. But obviously we get a really good potential game script here where the Ravens are probably going to be up pretty big. They're going to be running the football. We know, uh, you know, year over year, this is a team that's run the football more than anyone else. Um, so I can't really hate it, but at the same time, I'm probably not going to prioritize it. Dan Carpet, check out his work, betql.com, the BetQL app. I already see some props up there from you, buddy. Good stuff. Talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Talk to you Thanks, Dan. Man, we got a lot of scoring in this Wizards-Pacers game already. 28-25 with two minutes to go in the first quarter. What we wanted to see. Take those overs. The World Series set. A look at some of those lines next. Let's bet on Gemini. Sorry, one of them came.
came at the end. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM.